BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore is brought to you by our generous listener supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you appreciate what we do and would like to join them, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Very special call-in experimental episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me... That lady who loves to experiment, Brittany Page. So I, I have a plan. <laughs> I'm going to... That was a sex joke. Oh. And you let it go right over your head. I, well, I didn't know I needed to address it. <laughs> I need affirmation yeah. of my hilarity. Well, you're going to say whatever you're going to say, so <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I have a plan. You have a plan. Yeah, and the plan is to have some drinks and yes. eat some crunchy chips in you're, you're not no in between you're not eating crunchy chips during I'm, the show yes i absolutely am going to be eating crunchy chips Brittany. the thing is we're going to be waiting for calls to come in i don't know how long it's going to take i may need to partake in some sustenance listen this isn't castaway where you don't know when your next meal's going to be it's doing a podcast well, you we, don't have to chew on the goddamn chips. Well, you haven't told me how long we're going to be sitting here doing I this. I don't know how long. Exactly. So it is very similar to a castaway situation. <laughs> uh, I I may need to goddamn chomp on a crunchy chip. You think that about every episode, though, where you want to be crunching on ice or crunching on chips or slurping down delicious drinks listen well whilst we do the show you're making me sound like i'm not a professional and Brittany. i am very professional all right this I, is i will remember that's that. the old me that's the old me the old you. yeah i've learned a lesson yeah and i've changed all right yeah all right well let's get into this obviously it's not going to be one call after the other uh, we'll just see how it rolls. We'll edit some of the dead spots, but uh, yeah, we'll see how this rolls out.
I doubt it. You're on with Jesse and Brittany. Oh, wow. Hey. Oh. So cool to talk to you guys. Yeah. Uh, who is this and from where are you calling? Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Aaron from Buffalo, New York. All right. Nice. Hi, Aaron. Hey. Uh, hey, I just wanted to – I was listening to uh, the last episode, 317, and uh, I thought you guys made some really excellent points, and I just wanted to just throw those out there if I could. That is, we love to hear what great points we made. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, please cool. go ahead. So, uh, the one thing I, – I, I went to a pre-fireworks uh, uh, thing with the kids uh, yesterday, last evening, yesterday yeah. evening, and uh, you were talking, I think uh, – you, you mentioned uh, patriotic masturbation or something like that, or some comment similar to that. Yes. So, um, yeah, and it was just one of those things that people were hooting, hollering with the fireworks, and I'm like, what kind of redneck town do I live in? Like, I just, it's like I enjoy the fireworks and the idea of our birthday of our, you know, Declaration of Independence, but it gets a little ridiculous. Well, so I, I that think was, that, that, that was one of them. Yeah, I, I think that people lose one. There are certain holidays like Thanksgiving. Hang on a minute. This is one second. Message Jeremy Henson. Yeah. Stop. Certain holidays like Thanksgiving are it's hard to lose sight of what it's about because at dinner you say what you're thankful for. At least we did. And I we still do now. But in, on, on a holiday like this, I think it's easy to lose sight because there's so many goddamn distractions like the indiscriminate use of fireworks. It becomes about that rather than what it's intended to be, which is a celebration of our independence. Right. And, and when, you, when, you insert, yeah. when you insert explosives into the mix, that inner <laughs> child, I think, comes out of everybody and goes a little goddamn crazy. Uh, yeah, and it's just one of those things, like, I just wondered, like, where is the dignity anymore? I mean, I don't mind getting excited about seeing the fireworks, but I don't know. Uh, so that was one thing. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I, you wrapped up the show, you're talking about uh, talking, reaching out to Trump supporters and just being like, instead of calling them, you know, morons and anything else, you know, trying to reason with them. And I, I have some very close friends who are Trump supporters, one that's almost like a brother to me. And I just, I shake my head and I try to say things, but it's just, it's like talking to a, a, a cultist or somebody who's been completely brainwashed. And I, I mean, I, I supported Obama, but at no point did I, you know, think that the man walked on water. Yeah. So I don't know the right approach other than just slowly just peeling back the onion layer by layer, but I don't know if there's any other way to approach it. Yeah. Do you have people that you're close to that have changed their mind about Trump or is everyone that you know that was a Trump supporter still a Trump supporter? They're, they're all still in the, I have yet to meet one person and go, man, what a bad mistake I made. I, I haven't met that person yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it maybe that will happen in a year or two from now if, if he's still in office, but <laughs> I don't know, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's insane. And I, I, if anybody has any other ideas or thoughts on that, I, I would just love to hear more because I, I can't, other than just completely deprogramming and like they used to do people in the seventies with these cults. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> like they're, they're they're moonies or 
Or yeah, now, modern yeah. day, they're Scientologists where you can't speak reason to them. I, right. I, I would say right. this because I get disheartened all the time. And where I, I get where I just have to turn off the fucking news and I can't even address any of it. And we, we have to keep fighting and keep trying because otherwise you're hopeless. And being in a state of hopelessness is it's not good for anybody. It's certainly not healthy for you or me, for that matter. No, no, so we, no, you, you have to not. keep trying and trying and trying, even if it seems to be fruitless, because it's I think it goes along with even like a Facebook discussion. We've talked about that on the show a lot. And it's not always for the person with whom you're directly interacting. Sometimes it's those on the periphery who might be affected in a way because they can kind of silently take everything in and process it without being on the defensive. So maybe not yeah. for that person's sake, the cult member's sake, but someone close to the cult member might start peeling right. away. Right. And I and I find that Facebook, you might be right about the Facebook and the Twitter post, but it might be also just uh, the idea of, I, I find the face-to-face conversations are more effective yeah. uh, than just, you know, shouting into the void. Uh, and just last little bit, uh, you guys talked about the Catholic Church and the abuse. Uh, I just, uh, I grew up actually as a Jehovah's Witness, and there's been a lot of abuse that's been coming out in the last couple of years. And I know it's probably not a hot topic, but same thing, same bag of uh, horrors. Yeah. There. So, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people personally very much affected by that. And uh, I, I, there's been a lot of reporting, really good reporting, exposing that as of late. So I, it, nothing to really be said there, but just, uh, you know, just keep shining the light into it. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks. Well, thanks for the call, Aaron. Yeah, we, appreciate, right. we appreciate it very much, brother. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your show. Thank you. Happy Bye. Independence Day. Well, that was good. Yeah. I like that uh, he came armed with multiple topics. Yes. And I also like that some of the lower brow stuff is what resonates, Brittany. Mm. The, me shitting on people and the fireworks and the... You know, I don't really appreciate <laughs> the tone of your voice when you just said that. Come on. I'll tell you that. Also, I need to figure out a way that when people continue... I thought that people would get a busy signal. Yeah. And apparently that's not the case. So I could just take multiple calls all at once and have a goddamn thing going on. Yes. Speaking of that, here's another call. I doubt it. You're on with Jesse and Brittany. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Jesse and Brittany. It's Jeremy from Kansas. Jeremy from Kansas. <laughs> How I, are you guys doing? I had to reject your call about three times while we were speaking from Aaron from <laughs> Buffalo. Yes. I didn't. I was just explaining prior while you were calling in that I didn't know. I thought that you would call and it would go straight to voicemail, but uh, apparently Google likes to operate a little differently. Yeah, it's weird. It was going to voicemail. I was treating this like when I was a kid and I'd call into the all request line. And uh, and I was like, oh, it's busy. I just got to call back. Like All the lines are lit up, so I got to keep calling. And apparently that wasn't the case. So. <laughs> well, how are you? This fine, if, if you this, are- this fine Independence Day, how are you? Well, I'm working. I'm working 11 hours today. But other than that, I'm fine. When I saw you guys were taking calls, I said, okay, I could take a break and, and talk to my old buddies, see what's going on with you guys. Well, what what is on your, your mind this work day, this, this American holiday? Is it? 
I saw somebody tweet this earlier, so I'm totally stealing it from somebody, but does it kind of feel weird to be celebrating America with, with Trump in office right now? Hmm. Like, like, woo, celebrate America, but it kind of sucks right now. No, I would say this. I think it goes along with some of the same things that I talked about the last few episodes, specifically concerning the call that Ethan had, that that white supremacy is America, and there's nothing more American than a, the police oppression of blacks in, a, in this country. And I would say that right. it's not it's not inappropriate to celebrate holidays like this because we celebrate what we aspire to be. It's not a celebration of all the past atrocities and the shitty things we've done as a nation. Um, I think sure. I think more than anything, it's it's a celebration of of what we what we want to be and who we who we see ourselves as, not not some of the horrors that we've done as a nation. So it sounds like Jesse sees Independence Day as an aspirational holiday. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can, can I still hate fireworks, though? Oh, uh, yeah. We, we were talking about... You know, about- what is the deal with this? Because <laughs> I am seeing so many curmudgeon posts in my in my timeline this year of people complaining about the fireworks. So tell me about this. When did you realize that you are a bummer, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> I am the Grinch that stole Fourth of July, apparently. Yeah. But I, I've, I've never liked it. When I was a kid, I'd have my friends taking the black cats and putting it in Pringles cans and trying to make it blow up, and I saw no interest in that whatsoever. Moving along to like when I had to start buying my own fireworks, and I realized it was a complete waste of money. Uh, I never liked it then, and now uh, that I am old and curmudgeon trying to go to sleep at like 10 o'clock at night and all of my trashy neighbors are blowing off fireworks <laughs> when they can't afford their mortgage. It really kind of pisses me off. So I don't, yeah. I was telling, I was telling, I was telling Brittany earlier today that as a child, we would go out and we'd have these large family reunions out in the mountains. And when I was a younger kid, the older teenage cousins of mine, they would just be unsupervised with all kinds of explosives M80s. I mean, high-powered fire. No, we're not talking about black cats. We're talking about shit that can yeah. take off digits off your fucking hand. And they're just out in the woods mm-hmm. throwing shit you know, into the water, blowing up frogs and going crazy. Also, by the way, the name of the game is to see how long you can hold it. The sweet spot of holding it as long as you can and throwing it in midair. That's how idiots injure themselves. Wow, I never... Grown adults do the same thing. I, I, listen, I wasn't the smartest child, I'll say that. But I certainly <laughs> didn't play those games. That, risking just how far or how close you can get to mortal injury doesn't seem like a great way to spend your time. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. Goddamn. Well, maybe it's just growing up in Kansas, Jeremy. Oh, God. Well, if it wasn't fireworks, it was my uncle's gun and, you know, shooting it old trucks that were on the property and stuff. So we just, uh, some people would say it's a great time. I always looked at it as a dangerous time, I guess, <laughs> to, to each his own. You're going uh, to be one of yeah, those guys. A, no. You're, you're going to be one of those guys who, uh, who talks to his grandkids and talks about the, I lived in the dangerous time, Sonny. <laughs> it was so dangerous back in my day. Let me tell you about the sweet spot, children. <laughs> That's a whole nother story to be telling kids. Yikes. <laughs> I've never found that one. <laughs> well, good. Well, well, anyway, guys, I don't want to take up all your time. You guys, uh, this is a great idea. I can't wait to, to listen to the episode. 
We will see. It depends on how many calls we get. So far, it's been okay. Yeah. But uh, we just started. So thanks for calling in, brother. Well, if you guys, and happy no Independence problem. If you guys Day. end up taking requests, uh, if you got any Tom Lehrer that you can play on this great uh, Fourth of July holiday, I'm sure everybody would enjoy that. I, I don't know that it is, but we will Google it and talk about it after <laughs> I hang the fuck up on you. All right. Happy Fourth of July, guys. You too. Ah, another solid call. I think the theme of the day, this is the problem with doing something like this on a holiday, Brittany Page, is a lot of it's going to be Independence Day thematic Mm -hmm. in that sense. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm most looking forward to is after each call, talking about how good the call was, similar to how we do with interviews on the show. Because, well, I'm hoping like Trump Fan Network calls in and then we're able to at least have one moment where we say, Ugh, that call. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, that was a I, turd I you, call. I, I can tell you what I enjoy. And that's being <laughs> shat upon by Brittany Page at every step of the way. Yeah. Every step. Every single step. Can't it's nice. catch a break. I can't catch a break. Yeah. You're fine. Goddamn. I doubt it. You're on with Jesse and Brittany. Jesse and Brittany, this is Drew. Can you hear me? Drew, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy Fourth. Happy Independence Day. Hi, Drew. <laughs> Hello. So, what's on your mind, brother? Well, I mean, I'm always like you guys. I'm sure I'm always uh, sort of dealing with this constant haranguing of you know the our federal government and who's in charge of it, kind of nipping at me in the background. Um, one of the things that I've been a little worried about and been thinking about and uh, recently read an article about is how much credence do we give to some of the more, I guess, remarkable ideas about how the election happened as it did, you know, sort of the conspiracy theories and, and the people that are sort of talking about Russia hacking, you know, the votes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I find myself kind of torn. The reason that I find myself kind of torn is because it does seem like there's a a lot of remarkable things that sort of happened in sequence that are sort of hard to explain. But on the other hand, I trust the, you know, journalists enough that if it was, if someone was going to find it, they probably could have found it by now. So I don't know where you guys stand on like the Palmer Report and Louise Mensch and all the things that, that those uh, sites talk about. But well, it's funny, uh, Brittany and I just today over coffee we're talking about Louise Mensch, and I believed her to have zero credibility. Palmer mm-hmm. Paul, Palmer Report, it's kind of like Louise Mensch. Every once in a while they get a good scoop, but for the most part they're barking at the moon. Seth mm-hmm. Seth Abramson. Um, I just recently unfollowed on Twitter. I think I do. Listen, I'm I'm with you. I'm trying to get my brain around how I want to say what I want to say as I'm saying it. <laughs> but I would say this, that because there are still new things being found out and being reported, I believe that there's still something out there to be found. For instance, yeah, for sure. there are in, uh, NSA reports now being being um, conveyed to the media, being leaked to the media, 
that there were attempts. They have they they um, identified threats to the U.S. voting system where there were attacks, uh, dedicated targeted attacks on individual municipalities and the voting systems within states, not just on a broad disinformation kind of basis, but coming from major intelligence agencies within the United States are saying that Russia did target um, the, the companies that run the voting um, machines and everything. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to see more evidence. But part of it, I think, is good that now that Robert Mueller has gotten involved, um, the leaks, other than one major leak that came out, they've got their shit down and we're likely not going to find out about a lot of stuff until shit really happens. Well, and to make both you yeah. and Drew feel better, <laughs> this is an attempt <laughs> that I'm going to make. You don't have to make a decision yet, right? It's okay to yeah, kind sure. of have this feeling of, I don't know how I feel about it, remain open to new evidence, right? Be a little suspicious of people that are too quick to jump to a conclusion before they have enough evidence to support it. I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, well, I also, listen, yeah. I, I, I want to be, ha I agree with you 100%, Brittany. And being someone with a as large or as small a megaphone as we have here on the show, I don't want to be an alarmist. That's one of the reasons why I unfollowed Seth Abramson. If you know who he is, Drew, he's he does the mega tweet threads that like right. these rock solid indictments of the president and his collusion with Russia inside of like 50 tweets and i don't think that that's productive i want to follow right. actual evidence not conjecture and up to this point with these people who are reporting that's all it is is conjecture but for, look circumstantial evidence is still evidence but it's circumstantial and there's all kinds of unless this is some Unless Donald Trump is the unluckiest guy on the goddamn planet that just has all of these random connections to Russia, something's got to be there, right? Or is that just my my conspiratorial lizard brain coming out? <laughs> well, well, I'm my my guess is, is that there's some whether or not it amounts to collusion, whether or not it's a crime, I don't know. They feel pretty confident about is that he's probably got some financial dealings with Russia that he doesn't want the public to know about, whether it's criminal or whether it's just bad PR. I would. I'm guessing that he's got some of those at least. I I would lend. I would. For me, knowing Donald Trump as well as we do, I would say that it's more likely criminal than just bad PR. Because when has bad PR ever been a fucking problem for Donald Trump? You know, well, it just sort of justifies what some of his, uh, you know, some of the muckety mucks within the party have been worried about. Yeah, and he still needs to have the Republicans on his side, so that would be enough reason, I think, to sort of keep it hidden. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, you know, I, I, there are some things that are technically criminal, but not that big of a deal. That I probably wouldn't have recommended anyone to prosecute for. You know, what seems problematic to me is that he's planning this meeting with Putin at the G20 summit. And yeah. I, I haven't seen any Republicans coming out and saying, hey, are you going to bring up the issue of the meddling in the election? Like, when are you going to start to care about that and bring that up? Um, doesn't seem to be a priority. 
Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty remarkable how little the Republican Party cares about that. And all this goes toward um, getting active, getting involved, becoming, um, you know, at whatever level you're comfortable involved in the political process on the on the side of the opposition to swing the pendulum back in 2018 and get some Democrats in control because the stranglehold that they have in the House and even the razor thin majority they have in the Senate is causing us consternation and problems within the country that we could, even if he doesn't get impeached, even if we d- we're not able to remove Donald Trump from the, the, the position of power, we're still, we would still be able to resist through the legislative course of business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So- and there's a lot of nasty legislation coming down the pike, um, particularly with the deregulation that I think people ought to be talking about more. Yeah. Well, listen, um, deregulation and all of that is great, but I I would like to see a cloture-proof majority of Democrats in the Senate to force Donald Trump into a position of only appointing moderates at best to the court. Because people like Neil Gorsuch, who who all by all accounts might be farther to the right than Scalia, if that's possible, that's going to be oh, that's going to it's be not only possible; it's it's basically a certainty. Yeah, he's voting with he's voting with Thomas, like a hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's and for me that that's a problem. That's going to be a stain on the United States for for generation to come. That'll be the legacy yeah. of of goddamn Donald Trump. So yeah, thanks well, for thanks for bumming us out. <laughs> I know even Drew sounds Happy bummed out. <laughs> are you uh well, what, are, what, what are you doing for the holiday brother uh, i got a couple of uh parties that i'm get, gonna go to to check out at least and what a cool maybe guy fireworks tonight a couple of parties <laughs> a couple of parties i'm going That's... to several parties <laughs> i'm very popular very popular very very cool guy you're very popular on facebook too drew i have to say is my facebook debate spirit animal he is always taking care of his and it is extremely enjoyable well, it's not often that we have Ivy League educated lawyers yes. calling in, you know, to the to the dregs of I doubt it with dollar. That's why he's so popular. <laughs> yes, sir. You guys don't you, you guys don't see it right now, but I'm wearing blue and my face is red and the rest <laughs> of my skin is white, so I'm very patriotic <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, good to talk to you guys. And happy Independence Day. You too. Cheers. (laughs) Drew actually is an in-real-life person we know. Yes. Who is a super smart cat. Uh, Dumb guy. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty clear from the call. (laughs) Listen, I like a measured... I'm kidding, Drew. I like a measured thinker. Yeah. And he is that. He is definitely uh, a Democrat. Yeah. Unabashed Democrat. A liberal, but he's a thinker and he's also a lawyer, which, you know, they they think about things in a different kind of way. Yeah. In a sometimes frustrating way when you're talking to them, but it, it right. makes I think it makes other people better thinkers too, engaging with them. Oh yeah. Um, especially he really does debate on Facebook 
all the time. And I think a lot of his posts are public, so I don't think he minds me talking about that. Um, because watching those debates, even just from the sidelines, it you're able to, I don't know, develop a deeper understanding of the issues when you're watching the debate happen, even, even yeah. not being involved in it. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So I won't say how good of a call that was. Mainly because yeah, Drew sounded a little, uh, a little, little down. Yeah, I I get feeling like that all the goddamn time, so I understand. Yeah, a little defeated, maybe. Well, it's hard, and we're we're, we're bucking against the system here of a man who's in power who should not be in power, who doesn't deserve the honor of being in that office. It's mm-hmm. it is disheartening. Yeah, and I. I can't remember who made the point. I think it was Aaron. It was probably me. I think it was Aaron, the first caller. I make real good points. When he said that he (laughs) never looked at the president as like a god or someone to worship. And we are really in a unique place where people feel that way about Donald Trump. Like the guy, the Redditor or whatever they they call themselves, the, the guy on Reddit. Do not call them Redditors. That sounds... Very professional. Like official. Yeah. (laughs) It is not a professional situation. The guy on Reddit who who Donald Trump shared his CNN pro wrestling video. Yeah, the Han Asshole Solo. Yeah, Han Asshole Solo. He, yeah, so he's not professional. It's Han Asshole Solo. Class, class, (laughs) class. He, that's a guy who called Donald Trump like the God Emperor. Mm Mm-hmm. And it might be tongue-in-cheek and kind of jokey, but there's a lot of these ding-dongs who really feel that way. Yeah. I'm surprised that no one has called in and wanted to talk about North Korea. You mean our impending death here yeah, when, on the West <laughs> no Coast? No one's concerned? No one's concerned? What a bunch of dicks. We don't have anyone who lives in Alaska. Oh, maybe this person lives in Alaska. Maybe this person lives in Alaska. You're on with Brittany and Jesse. How are you? Who are you? And where are you from? <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Josh from South Carolina. Josh. Hi, Josh. From the land of palmettos. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, Happy Fourth of July. You too. How can we help you today? We probably can't help Um, you, but what would you like to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody can help this problem. Um, So, kind of going with you guys' constant theme of moving conversation forward, um, I moderate a Facebook group. I'm kind of new. Um, the whole point of it is having conversations between people of different politics, parties, that sort of thing. Um, so we naturally lean kind of heavily on the left. So we've been trying to get more conservatives, more Trump voters in to have a conversation. A uh, big point is that it's supposed to be respectful and everybody conversates in good faith. So we occasionally will get a Trump supporter in. And despite our absolute best efforts to be respectful and just have conversations, no personal attacks, that kind of thing. Um, Trump supporters that we get constantly just revolving door. They get very quickly offended, um, kind of refuse to have a conversation or defend anything, but just claim they're being attacked constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they um, actually just, being I'm attacked? I'm really concerned. I don't know how we move it forward when we can't have conversations. Are they are they actually being attacked, or is that just um, a perception? Are are they being called stupid? Are they being you know? Are their names being called? Never, never that I have seen once. 
Right. Well, it tends to be the kind of the the trademark of that type. And I don't want to lump all of them together. Well, I don't know if it's just that type, actually, because I've experienced it a lot where I will uh, say that someone's argument is illogical. And then that will be perceived as an attack and I will be accused of insulting their intelligence when that's really not what's happening. It's just that you're you're providing commentary on whether or not they are being logical in their argument. Um, So I think it's really hard because people feel personally attacked when their opinion or when their idea that they they believe is kind of taken apart. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, we haven't mentioned it. We get a that little. We can get a, a plug for your Facebook group. Well, uh, what's the Facebook group? Uh, One Nation Indivisible. It's uh, it was actually started off of one of Barack Obama's recent posts, um, and the top commenter on there had had a conversation about how he wanted to uh, have a middle ground and get you know, everybody back to being respectful and at least considerate of each other's opinions. Um, so we started, and it blew up a little bit. Um, got a few thousand members pretty quickly. Um, like I said, it's called One Nation Indivisible. One One um, Nation Indivisible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Work in progress. <laughs> well, listen, it is. I think it's a noble endeavor. However, I think it's fraught with peril for the fact that if you're if you want to have civil dialogue with a side that doesn't prize civility, you're 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 mm-hmm. almost it, it's almost impossible to do so. It's like trying to have. Yeah. There's a Hitchens quote that's. Is it Hitchens, Brittany? That you can't. I don't know what quote you're. You can't reference. reason with someone who doesn't prize. That's Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. You can't reason with someone by giving them evidence if they don't prize the importance of evidence. You know, and mm, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of the same thing. So, g- good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate the call. Oh yeah, thank you. I love you guys. Yeah, we we love you too. Thanks for thanks for listening and uh sticking around, most importantly. Happy Independence Day. Oh. Happy Independence Day. Happy. You too, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Another, you know, someone who's trying to make a difference and struggling at the hands of Donald goddamn Trump supporters. Yes. Listen, again, it's kind of where like Drew was a little disheartened. It's it's like that. It's I think it's okay to have your moments where you feel defeated and goddamn this isn't really leading anywhere. But at the end of the day, you need to stay positive. I am victim to this as well. It, it, it's very difficult, but for the sake of of defeating the forces that we're up against, not to sound too superhero-y, it, it, it's a must to, at, at least at the end of the day, remain positive. So keep your keep your head up. I doubt it. You're on with Jesse and Brittany. What is your name and where are you from? Oh, my goodness. Hi, Jesse. This is Olivia from Chicago. Hi, How Olivia. I am well, and Brittany is also here. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Happy 4th to you. Happy 4th to everyone. How are you? Um, I it can't get the podcast directly from where I am at the moment, uh, but I do want to just make a statement really quickly. I'm not sure what the 
the topic you guys are on. Um, but recently, there had been some backlash in regards to how the media is covering uh, Trump's latest tweets about uh, um, MSNBC host. Um, the criticism was giving too much uh, airtime to talking about his tweets and his stupidity. <laughs> and I, while I agree that um, most cable news stations do get in their feelings a bit much about what he says about media, I also don't want to get to a new low to where we are accepting this buffoonery as his new normal. Yeah. It's not normal, and it's not something that needs to be glossed over. We don't need to spend so much time on it, yes, but it does not need to be glossed over as if it's just, oh, just another one of t Trump's tirades. It's, it, this can't become the nation's new normal. I just I can't allow that. It's just uh, listen, I, I, we agree with you. Well, I, I'll speak for myself, although I think Brittany will agree, too. Uh, I agree with you. This morning, we watched a couple clips from from CNN where uh, Allison Camerata had on a congressman from Roanoke or Newport News or somewhere on the on the the, the coast of Virginia. And he was just like, well, don't talk about the tweets. You don't have to cover the tweets. And yeah. The media does have to cover the statements of the president of the United States. He's not some congressman. Absolutely. He's not some congressman who tweets out stupid stuff. He's the leader of the free world, or he used to be. That, that position used to be. He, when he's talking about violence mm -hmm. against the media, which I don't know that I fully buy into that narrative, that the, the WW, the wrestling thing was violence, but... It is certainly violent or, or, or aggressive when he's talking about women bleeding and their facelifts mm -hmm. and their whether or not they're pretty enough. And that stuff does need to be covered because it's official statements of the president of the United States. So I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And because he makes such a mockery of the uh, office of the presidency, that should be one of the, the topics that they should talk about first before before the actual tweet is concerned. Um, the fact that I'm using tweet and president in the same sentence is baffling to me <laughs> in 2017. Right. So, yeah, well, listen. You know, I, all of this is new to me. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that I would be, if I had any advice to give the media, CNN, MSNBC, it would be to be careful about like, for instance, maybe this is just me, but I feel like CNN gave a lot more passion and coverage to the CNN wrestling video tweet than they did the the, the Morning Joe Scarborough Brzezinski tweet. Well, it kind of goes to mm -hmm. Jake Tapper's speech, right, at the when he won the, the press award. Yeah, that's that right. That it, it isn't really about them. And when they start to feel personally slighted, they need to be mindful of that because that's going to make them biased. That's going to take them out of what they need to be doing. And I think you did see mm -hmm. a little bit of that happening when yeah. they were reporting on it. And that's not useful, right? Um, because one... Uh, the people that you want to reach don't care if CNN's feelings are hurt, right? right. Um, it needs to be a, a part of that larger narrative, right? Not just about 
CNN and and that specific organization, but taken collectively his treatment of the media and the use of his Twitter page and how irresponsible and absurd this is. And and I would I would I would I I would back up your point, Olivia, that uh, we do not want this to become the new normal that. At no point, it, whether it's in the first 500 day, or the first uh, 150 days of his presidency or the last five days of his presidency, it should not be looked upon as normal. It shouldn't be ignored. It should always be covered. And there should mm-hmm. be outrage on the part of the people. So I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me call in. No, we 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 hope that this ends up being something that we do often. I've got to get the tech. Yeah. I got to get the tech worked out because I'm kind of a a fucking dumb guy, and I uh, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it, it's it, it's uh, experimental. So we'll see how it works out. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day, you guys. Thank you, too. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I think a lot of people have this very concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just about his attack of the media, but his attack on regular everyday citizens. And it goes further. It's not just his active attacks, but it's also him blocking individual Americans right. and their accounts on Twitter. That's a problem. Yeah, as then you don't have access to official statements, right? Isn't that what they are? That is right. He's, he's boxing out... M- the people he chooses not to communicate and with. to olivia's point they've actually some news organizations have actually stopped using the word tweet when they yes. they talk about his tweets they say we have a statement from the president here <laughs> yeah the last the last video i did i said he the, the the president made a statement yeah about morning joe scarborough why why am i calling him morning joe scarborough i am he's not sure he's only joe scarborough in the morning uh, yeah and Mika Brzezinski. But I, I called it a statement. Yeah. I followed their lead because I it was actually John Berman on CNN who I heard do it. Yeah. And I said, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because it lends weight. It's not it just a tweet that he, oh, I'm, uh, I, I don't know who talks about him morning pooping. Mm-hmm. When he's pooping, he's taking his morning run at the toilet yeah which i'm sure is i'm just a you know, catastrophe you already said poop twice and then <laughs> you it was like you were afraid to say it again we we know that you're talking about the pooping listen this show i like to have this show be very highbrow Brittany. right yeah you know i think a hundred episodes ago someone was very upset and threatening to stop listening to the show because we were talking so much about tum times about poop and farts yeah and bowel stuff and they had enough <laughs> so let's not risk that again okay i don't know now i now it's, i got poop on the brain Brittany mm. page well that was brief that was a good time again i'm gonna have to get the tech worked out here because uh the calling in and then there's calls rolling in while we're trying to you know what i mean it's kind of a shit show but uh, we're working on it. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. We we had, we touched base with some listeners. I think we talked about some important things and some not so important things. Mm-hmm. All part of good conversation. I think everything was important. <laughs> and I appreciate everyone taking time out of their Independence Day celebration to call. Yeah, for sure. This probably wasn't the best day to do it. On the 4th of July. Yeah. Well, and I think now that people know 
what this is, right. it will be good because we did get a call at the beginning. I don't know if you're going to include this, um, where we answered and we heard them, but they did not talk and right. then they hung up. So I think that they were a little afraid, which is okay. And I, I told Jesse that maybe they should know this isn't live. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to be edited still because we sat here for, eh, I don't know, an hour or so. Yeah. And took a few calls. And that has happened actually on our Patreon-only Google Hangout calls where we'll be, someone will join. They want to lurk. Yeah, and then we'll say, oh, hello, you have joined. And then they kind what? of have a surprise <laughs> face and then hang up. Right. So I, it's a little shocking. I think we might need to explain what's happening. Right. But we get it now. So anyway, listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this very special first time we've ever done it bonus episode of uh, Listener Calls. I think it was a good time. We're definitely going to do it again. Until then, if you'd like to, to communicate with the show, reach out to us, move the conversation forward in a regular voicemail manner. It is 657-464-7609. Of course, there's always an email us, a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Thank you. And if you are already not a supporter on Patreon or PayPal, please consider joining that family and helping us move the conversation forward and produce the show in that way. You can go to dollamore.com on the left-hand side of the page. There's a link that says support the show. We would love to have you on board. Until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It.